This podcast contains material that may not be suitable for children or those of lesser constitutions. Listener discretion is advised. And now, go f*** yourself. Ooh, ticklish. Prep it, prep it, prep it. Pop it. Whoa. There's, there's, that was there's a danger. one. You know, it's danger. <laughs> that was an Olympic... Actually, if that was a dive, you'd be penalized because of the splash. Yes, that's true. You're not supposed to have that. Yeah, no, no, no splashing, no splashing. Sorry about that. And you know, if I need to get you some goggles, I will. I mean, Mac and I got it covered, but <laughs> yeah, no, I know. Why did I remove my? I don't. I try not to wear my glasses while I'm in my my house. Now, do you have like for me? I think I need to get some glasses that are of a certain focal length. Okay. To, to look at something that's maybe arm's length away. Because right now it's kind of in between. If I wear my glasses, I can see it. But it's kind of like, mm, i got to concentrate. But if I take them off, eh, it's just blurry. Yeah. Do you have uh, progressives? No. I think that's the way to go. I've got progressives. Be. Yeah, I've told I should have I should have got those when I was there. And I was like, no, nah, I'll be fine. What made you not get them? Old, yeah, because you don't want to feel old. Yeah, no, but it's good. It's good. I mean, it it, it serves its purpose, you know, so that I, that way I don't have to, you know, do that whole gla- remove the glasses. Put the for glasses me, it's more like I, I look at stuff a lot. That's you know, say arms length away, and you can get glasses that are just like you can if you're going to be doing that all day. They'll just focus on that, and I need to look into those because they're getting worse. All I know is that I used to not, you know, I I didn't. Definitely did not need glasses, and then at, at some point I needed glasses so I could see far. Up close was no problem at all, and right. I could e- I could even read the fine print on well, not the fine print, but the, like the little manual. You know, like if you buy something, some electronics that comes with a manual, and there's there's always like negative two point you know <laughs> size <laughs> that they printed in. I used to be able to read that without any issues. Now I can no longer read that. It sucks, sucks getting old, man. Sucks getting old, and then I've got an oh, and I just got my uh, colonoscopy appointment, so that's uh, that's Exciting. definitely uh, <laughs> yeah. Now, aren't there ways you can, Great. Do that at, you can do that at home now? You uh, can do like, a, like the colonoscopy is like level two type of diagnosis, whereas level one is like you mail in a stool sample. And they, ooh, yeah, I don't know about that. I've not see, I've not heard of that. See, I'd rather go. Yeah, with the, I'd rather go with the external option first rather than the yeah. internal. Yeah. Well, the, the I heard that there was like actually you could just do a blood test now too, but those Maybe. are more expensive, mm. um, and so doctors or so hospitals <laughs> that don't want to so do cheap. that. That is so cheap. That's more expensive. No, that no, that the, the doctors don't want to even uh, do it. But well, it didn't matter what they fucking want. I know, right? To do it. So Damn, anyway, welcome dude. to the <laughs> Innocuous <laughs> Bastards podcast, the show you didn't ask for. Uh, certainly not that last conversation, mm. but yet here we are. How are you doing, Mac? <clears throat> pretty good, pretty good. Little little congestion going on there, or nah, just allergies. Yeah, COVID. Oh. It's all yeah, it's COVID. COVID. Yeah, it's uh, it's the it's the Delta Delta variant. Delta Delta. Yeah, actually, it will be what's the next one? Epsilon. Wait, wait, wait. I heard something about Lambda, and like that's like, there's some fear mongering headline that says the Lambda variant may change human society. It's like oh. get to the Lambda. <laughs> So everything. <laughs> Do that with like uh you know like uh what, what's the what's the boss in in The Simpsons, Smithers? No, not oh, Smithers. 
<laughs> yeah. I, just, I just have to help. Yes, oh, yeah, Mr. Burns. The, do the, that land, Mr. Burns. Uh, the land of Iris. <laughs> yes. Excellent. So that's it. You're just pretty, pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Nothing really uh, going on. Claire is uh, on a hike today to Dog Mountain or on Dog Mountain, where the hell, uh, in preparation, as I said earlier, off uh, off air to go climb Mount St. Helens, which I'm wishing her the best of luck on. She well, will, at least I will not be joining. At least it's only half the mountain now, so that yeah, yeah, she's she's got that going for her. Yeah. Other than that, no, just uh, just chilling. How about you, AG? How's it going? Going fine. You know, I'm enjoying that uh, it's a human temperature outside mm. for once. It's for now, as it sounds like more heat is coming our way. So I'm just like I'm kind of officially over summer. Yeah, I'm done. like this hasn't been okay. This has not been a great summer, in I think any sense. I don't think, and for the long time, I think summer was just about my favorite season. Now I'm starting to question it. Yeah, agreed. It's never been my favorite season, and actually, here in Portland, at least, or in Oregon, at least, summer only lasts two months for the most part. Mm. Maybe three if we're lucky. Well, it, it usually starts uh, just after the Fourth of July. Usually, you have rain and kind of weird weather in June. Right, it's it varies a and lot until then. Yeah, we didn't really have any. It kind of went right into summer with the blazing heat, and then it hasn't really cooled off much since. I mean, as you said, today is pretty nice, but. Yeah, normally you kind of have uh, a bit of a late summer here where you have, like, August, and July is hot, August is hot. September, I remember going to school around in, in, in these, these parts here. They didn't have ACs back in those days in the school. It was hotter <laughs> than shit. Uh, it was like, oh, it's an Indian summer. Well, like, every goddamn year is an Indian summer. They guess it's always fucking hot. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll see what, uh, you know, the rest... I can't. I just can't believe it's August, which is weird. <laughs> I, can, I can, because... Of the heat, and I'm counting down the days till we get to like October, when I feel like wildfire season might really kind of be over. Because yeah. last year the the really bad fires down where I am weren't until September, and was it that late? I guess it, it was. was. And yeah. so it's not. It, there's nothing threatening this year so far. And then smoke hasn't been too bad. Are you guys getting smoke up here? We, uh, we did had last some, year or last week. I think yeah, we had a little. You bit. Smell on it. We had some, no, yeah. not smell. Maybe you could see it, and it was mm. that kind of uh, tinge, just like a yeah. haze, yeah. and some um, pretty red sunrises and yeah. sunsets. Yeah. Okay. So it's from our upper atmosphere, and it's been mostly like that down there too. But there's been a few days where it's been a little more low lying. And it's like I don't need to smell fire, wildfire smoke ever again. Mm. So the bootleg fire is con- semi-contained, or what's going on there? Uh, Do you know? I don't know if ours is the bootleg. Oh. Um, there was, I don't even remember what it's called now. The one that's was sort of down my area is mostly contained and probably not out, but I think some of this smoke might be coming from the Dixie Fire mm. in California, which is massive. And Boot- it's like, is this... Bootleg and Dixie. <laughs> right. It's just the new normal. It's like every year is just... I mean, yes. I guess wildfires are kind of a common thing in the summer, but it just seems like they're especially bad the past couple of years. Well, I, wasn't there like a town that just got completely decimated? Uh, that was in the news yeah. uh, in California, Northern California, I think. Yep. That's crazy. Yeah, and, and actually that boot, the bootleg fire was started by an actual boot bootlegger uh, in the area. He's well-known. Oh. I thought it was. I thought he was a bootlicker. 
which then you know makes puts a, that's a different, different type of fire. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want to get to that one. Well, it's it's definitely. Uh, I I agree with you, uh, Ag. That I definitely look forward to the fall. I mean, the fall is, uh, and I I know I've mentioned this in previous other episodes too. I mean, it's definitely my favorite my favorite season of the year, for a variety of reasons, but not the least of which is just the temperature is just more ideal for being outside or inside or, or whatnot, you know, so, but, uh, but let's talk a little bit about the news, uh, because obviously this is our, um, you know, the, the episode where we do talk about a little bit about current events, talk, we already talked about wildfire, so yes, that's, that's good. What else is in the news, Mac? The Oily Olympics are, uh, are there, but I guess we're, we're, we're in the future actually, because it's 2020 Olympics. So it actually already happened. So how this is on our TV, I don't know. I should have been placing more bets. Reruns, yeah. right? <laughs> Syndication. Yeah, it, it is. I, I don't know why they, they bother calling it the 2020. Does that mean they're going to start the next one in 2024? Yeah. So. Yeah. No, they're just, yeah, they're keeping, they're keeping the year. That's stupid. Just, uh. just call it 2021. It's fine. Well, they already had the logos and, you know, everything's already in place. Yeah. I mean, and, and I mean come on, 2020 logo, that's pretty good just it's, to start yeah, with it's pretty yeah. good they didn't want to waste that plus just, you know the Japanese government is already white out just put a one on there it's <laughs> fine it's good yeah so yeah that's that's been going on uh, usually I feel and we were kind of talking about this off air also that we do uh, I, I'm not um, against any of the events in the Olympics and in fact I usually uh, find myself sort of roped into some of these uh, uh, events like I think that was the first couple of days I did watch the the weird um, uh, opening ceremony, uh, which I thought was kind of bizarre, and, and it's just I didn't really care for the performance. And then there's nobody in the arena, so it's even weirder. But I understand why they did. I'm not saying they shouldn't have should have had the arena full. Uh, and then, so there was that, and then it kind of went in immediately. Like the one of the first events was the ping pong, or well, I guess they call it table tennis, whatever. Uh, that was kind of entertaining. And then there was some, I don't know, some synchronized diving. Yeah. Uh, there is a bit of, uh, there's there's some swimming. Uh, and so really the first couple of days were pretty much boring as shit. And then the uh, female gymnastics came on. And then, you know, that's when the Simone Biles kind of thing happened. Uh, I don't hear much about it right now. It kind of went kind of in and out. It kind of came pretty quick. But that was certainly something. And I don't know what you guys know about that, but uh, apparently she had a I don't know it was a mental breakdown so, of some of some type that. So what she has the twisties or whatever the twisties yes yeah. it's something where you when you're doing flips and spins in the air you can't keep track of the ground, so you're basically just you're flying blind. So, Isn't that kind of what they do all the time though? But you're able to they're able to kind of keep their eyes and you know make that adjustment to like hey i need to rotate this much more to get my feet on the ground and so if you lose that ability you might you're just throwing yourself up for either injury or bad scores so it's a shame because i feel like a lot of what her having this problem became politicized like oh this is what you're there for and like the same thing with uh, Naomi Osaka. It's just like uh, somebody's, this is hard. This is hard work. And the intense scrutiny that you're under can play big problems with your performance. And I think a lot of people don't really think that's true. But I think it is. 
Well, I think Osaka brought on, kind of brought some of that on herself with regards to refusing to speak to the press. Uh, I think she was she didn't play in Melbourne. She didn't play at the French Open because of that very reason, re refusal to talk to the press. So, you know, I get to a certain extent that there is uh, it's a real pain in the ass. Just talking about Osaka really quick. Yeah, it's a. It, it's a pain in the ass to talk to the reporters. Yeah, some of them can be pretty uh, rude, but you know at the same time, I mean that's part of the job, honestly. But a lot of the you questions know, are has like, been. they're just trying to nail you for stuff you did wrong, especially when you of lose. Course. And that's like you don't have to do that in many jobs. Where but that's competition. No, that's 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 I don't agree with that at all. I think if if you work publicly. For a you don't, they don't bring you out in front of all the other employees and say, hey, this is how you fucked up. Yeah, but... And then explain yourself. Not anymore. I mean, they used to <laughs> that's do that. They used to, that's, that's actually how they trained me back in the uh, old days, <laughs> HR. <clears throat> no, I just don't... I find it... Uh, I find myself with very little, very little sympathy for that. Um, and not because I think she's a bad person or anything like that. I just think that it's your job... Um, you're getting paid millions of dollars by not just from winnings that you earn, but from companies that you're representing. And so you sign the contract knowing that that's part of the deal. Uh, you know, to me, if you don't want to do it, then you shouldn't do it. And clearly, she doesn't want to do it, so she's making a choice. Uh, and if if the pressure if the pressure is too much, then yeah, you shouldn't be doing it. And then those contractor or the this contract should be voided, and she can go on her merry way. But I just don't think you can have your cake and, and, and uh, eat it too. And I feel that's what Naomi Wasaki is trying to do with her stance against the press. Well, I just don't understand why people need to be grilled over st stuff like that. I mean, what's who, what's the benefit for anybody? Uh, it 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 there, I mean, there, it, it sells. I, I don't know what to tell you. Exactly. That's the only reason. This it's always been there, though. It's not productive. Like if it's you're trying to help the player or something, that's what the coach is for. This is happens. When the press isn't around, when the cameras are not on, well, it's so. it's for the fans. And again, and if, the fans if, like, do I care that she was? Like, some do that. She was only converting forty percent of her backhands, or you know, it's just like mm. you could still answer the question. You could be sarcastic. You you can be. An, an, I mean, I would probably be like, yeah. Well, why don't I see you go out there and do it? Uh, well, you didn't know, probably not. So okay, I'll take the next question. Mm -hmm. But you know, so that's that's that that uh, Osaka bit with the Simone Biles. Um, you know, I don't know. Uh, I have sympathy for. <coughs> you know, I, I can certainly see how she was under a lot of pressure. Uh, they basically had her as the face of the team, uh, and if, if she just did what she needed to do according to her usual spectacular self that they were going to win gold medals and it was all going to be unicorns and rainbows. That's the thing, though, is uh, like the other part of the team was maybe not that great. Well, no, we found out that there's actually some... I mean, one of them won gold. I think the... Uh, Sunili. Yeah. All and, around. And all of them won medals of some type, I think, so it's not like they were terrible. Well, I'm just... The, the, the results turned out that way, but they probably yeah. didn't know that going in. Like, here's, here's this person who's this best... Like, she's not only... One of the best gymnasts of all time. She might be one of the most dominant athletes in their sport of all time. Yeah. So she's just like that's that is a lot of pressure. Like you got to go in and if you mess up, and, th and that happens in gymnastics, is that people mess up. That you're going to let the whole team down. You're going to let the country down. 
and that could weigh on you. And none of us can speak to this because none of us have been in this position before. But no, I, 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 I don't really have any, I, clearly any pro or not pro, I guess in this case, uh, experience in anything, uh, athletic ability other than just playing basketball when I was uh, on, on many teams when I was a kid. And so when I, it's difficult for me to look at that as anything but her as a teammate, seeing it as a teammate, I would feel let down a little bit by that. Now, that doesn't mean that I wouldn't get over it and it's like, yeah, okay, I get it. Um, but I, mean, I don't think we've ever seen that before, uh, happen before with anybody. Oh, there's the other bastard. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thank you. And we may or may not see it again. Um, I don't think it's her fault that it got politicized at all. I think that was just a whole bunch of bullshit. But looking at it from a sports standpoint, it's kind of hard for me to respect that. I well, guess. and also, when is it going to end? I mean, is this what's, is this what's going to happen now in pro sports? Like, you know, in the middle of the freaking... Super Bowl, a quarterback will pull out because of mental stress. Exactly. And then, you know, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I get it. And I actually, I did kind of subtweet when when she pulled out of the um, of the competition. I subtweeted, of course it's stressful. That's why it's a competition. You know, you know that's, that's kind of my... That's why, it's, yeah. that's why you're there. But to, um, you know, but, but things definitely have changed already. And, and maybe Naomi Osaka had, had put a spotlight on something that may have been happening behind the scenes but it just wasn't reported because it what it did not involve a major you know athlete right but uh but you know i was listening to uh, to um can't remember which which podcast it was that i was listening to but you know b- because there's now more power um the athletes have now have more power and have more say that's definitely a different than what it was before if you remember on this podcast they mentioned if you remember 1984 olympics with carrie strug you no, know, um, that's that's not eighty four or whatever it was. Yeah. Whatever, it was, whatever Olympics it was. Mary Ratton was eighty four. Where uh, okay, so with Kerry Strug's Strug was uh, Olympic, 04, I think. I think she was uh, Atlanta. Okay, two, I think. Was it that was one? No, she was in the two thousands. Well, think. let me Google this real quick. Yeah, but anyway, my like point one is, of the last ones that the guy Bella Lugosi <laughs> was the Car- guy. Carolia, I know. <laughs> but uh, oh, nineteen ninety six uh, Olympics. It was ninety six. Uh, okay, Kerry Strug. But it was Atlanta. Okay. Anywho, um, so yeah, so and how she was, you know, basically, you know, pushed to work through the pain, and wow. she won the gold, but but she could have easily, you know, said, you know, I'm sorry, my my ankle's already broken. Yeah, you know, I'm I, I need to pull out of the games. You know, my the, ankle's already broken, and so she kind of she was forced to. This is all what's what was on the podcast. She was forced to risk further injury, just because I think she was told by Bella Lugosi, yeah, saying you can't let the team down. You cannot let your teammates down. Well, the sad thing of it is, though, is that her ankle was broken uh, or already badly hurt, and it made it worse, and she was forced to retire. So in that case, absolutely. So say Simone Biles had done that, and it's like, no, fuck that. I'm not going to do this. I, my ankle is, is busted. I can't do it. I think 100, well, maybe 99.9% of rational people would probably be like, oh, yeah, totally, right? Uh, but, you know, I guess the other side of it is looking at, you know, the mental health side. If she is, uh, there are other things going on with her mental health-wise, obviously we don't know about. Uh, could certainly be possible. But, you know, to me, I still, I guess it, it's a, a bit of a knuckle-drag and old-school view on it is, you know, it, if you can play, then you can get out there. And, and I, I know it sounds terrible, and it's not very progressive, but I just, I feel, though, 
I don't feel that she's a bad person for it. I don't feel like she should be ripped apart for it. But I, I could. It's not something that I can respect. I guess if that makes any sense. I think you've you've said your piece. I did. I did. <laughs> In other Olympics news, so I'm I'm kind of I'm not paying for any cable or any kind of service. So I'm disappointed that the amount of free or freely available Olympics coverage, and I realize it's not going to be live necessarily because of the time difference, but I've seen almost nothing of the Olympics. And I remember, you know, years ago, especially when I was younger, when there was one, ch- like NBC, it was Olympics, like all day. They may have break for some newscasts and whatnot, but... It was all Olympics, all day, and I feel like that is gone. You now have to pay for coverage, mm. to get coverage, and I just, like, that's, I feel like sort of robbed as an American of my right to see our teams compete and oh, not what, have to pay for it. Well, what, I'm sorry, what channel? I thought it was all on, all on NBC, which I is a free channel. I think they got the Peacock or something like they that. They got a oh. bunch of different channels. Like oh, they, got Some it. of it will be on, like, Court TV and whatnot. Oh, lovely. I mean, they yeah. use every aspect of it to do that. But if you, I don't have to pay for cable, they can't watch anything. And it seems like there should be some, like, the basketball. You should be able to watch the basketball every time the U.S. team is on TV, you, it should be available to everybody. It was last night. Was it? It was, on, it was on network. I watched it. It was good. And was that, that was not live though, right? Not live. That was still uh, a delayed broadcast. No, I was watching it on, ES, on the ESPN and on the uh, show it had the same score. Oh, so it was like... It was a live one. You were time. watching it late at night. It was on early over there. So. I guess so, yeah. They, they did something to where they engineered it to be a prime time in the U.S. probably for basketball because it was I mean yeah it was there but then they, they they didn't stay and like there was no medal ceremony they just cut out and there was like suddenly it was the local news I don't think the medal ceremony happens right away they well, usually do don't they I like now is your uh, I don't know. is your fe- are your feelings regarding this year's Olympics really um, just because it's just not the normal Olympics like if there were if there were people in the crowd if there mm. were spectators there and it, if it was you know, if it was dynamic, would you be enamored with it? As enamored with it as in previous Olympics? Or I don't. For me, enough that makes a huge difference. It makes a difference, but it does seem like this. It seemed like even up to like a week before the Olympics, it's like, are we going to have an Olympics? And then so it's all gone on, and like I am interested in it and in, in watching it. I like even watching some of the more obscure events skull sculling or you know the <laughs> rowing type of stuff it's like i like the i like watching competition and people especially the people that are the best at what they do yeah so fencing and, like i never used to watch fencing it was i was enamored when it was well, on. It's like fencing i've seen i don't know if they even show this anymore but they show little trails of where the point mm. goes so you see all the kind of technical stuff that they're doing that you they your naked eye will miss especially if you're not a trained fencing. So you can see the patterns and little feints and stuff, and I'm kind of that kind of fascinating. But, again, it's like I can't watch it unless I, like, specifically either sign up for cable to do it yeah. or maybe I could pay to go to the NBC app or something. But, again, bring me massive coverage for free, please, is what I want. should um, be being demanding. you're saying. Like Super Bowl, you don't have to go to some special thing to watch the Super Bowl. 
Don't give them any ideas, man. I mean, uh, I don't think we're that far off, to be honest with you, from pay uh, the the pay per view type of crap. Uh, I, I I've been hearing about that the last several years. About even for even for Super Bowl. Oh, totally. Holy yeah. shit. Yeah, I think what they would do in that point then is they wouldn't. You know, they would still have. Well, they wouldn't have the advertisements. Uh, that that wouldn't be needed. You would just get American people to pony up with the money directly. So have either of you guys ever? purchased or watched a, a pay-per-view fight oh yeah, yeah so are there commercials during that nope not at all it's just like they it's commentary show it. yeah they're sitting on the in between rounds they're yep. just talking yep okay so that would probably not work in super bowl because it is such a massive commercial you know the commercials are its own event oh, essentially they just cut away it as some fucking jackass artist and they do something ding 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 I guarantee, yeah, no, companies probably wouldn't, but, That's what I'm saying. but their logos would be everywhere. They'd be on the uniforms, they'd be on the field, they'd be, they'd be talking about them. There'd be little skits, I'm sure. They, 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 they find a new way to incorporate it, but if you charged 50 bucks per, you know, whatever, I don't know how they can even control it because you could do watch parties, but mm-hmm. I know you can make a lot of money after that, especially with the amount of people that watch football. And you know that's uh, it's amazing the amount of money they can make. Yeah, you, if you if you pay for it, you know, and do a watch party, charge a cover, uh, the, uh, you know, at the door. Yeah. For entry, I I do pay per view NASCAR. Maybe you know I'd love to be able to just kind of just watch cars going <laughs> around around. That'd be a good thing. But yeah, but the, thankfully the Olympics are coming to an end. See, yeah, NASCAR would make sense because there's no breaks. There's no breaks. That's always from when the race starts to when the race ends. Something's always happening, even in a pit stop. Other Explosions, cars are still on the track. Yeah. So, and plus, I mean, come on, NASCAR. It is a hundred percent about advertising. Look at the cars. Yes. And the now, uniforms, even. Well, like that's the thing about the NBA. Now they've got the one little patch, and it's like, okay, how long before the next little patch or the back or. You know, and soccer teams do that already, don't they? Already have. A I know, but that's it's like their... it's not something to aspire to. It's this is a sort of a necessity for them, and honestly, their fans are just they don't care enough to raise a stink about it. But even here, when they did the patch, there's like eh, there's some resistance to it, and I, I don't still care. don't like seeing it, especially. But like like a lot of the European. The whole uniform oh, is yeah. just is just a logo of some other company on <laughs> yep, it. Yep. Whereas at least here, you have the team name or the city name or whatever alternate name they want to use. You know who you're looking at, and like you know Manchester United, they just have a Chevrolet thing on their front. It's like, well, yes, I suppose their colors are iconic, but <laughs> you know, would you pay for uh, pay per view golf? I wouldn't. Yeah, no. Golf is horrible to watch, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I agree. Golf is fun. It's really fun to play, but watching it is and awful. It's one thing to watch somebody unless really it's the Masters. S- well, s- like skill stuff. Right. Skill stuff is kind of interesting to watch, but if you don't do it, then it becomes less. It just you just assume everybody can loft a shot over and drop it on the green, and no problem. And to be honest, most pros can, but yeah, I don't. The, all the in between stuff is just—I don't care. No, it's 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 guaranteed to get you a Sunday nap or a Saturday nap if you have it on. The same thing with tennis; it has that <laughs> true, true, true back and forth. You can hear it, and to me, that's just like 
<laughs> I used to really <laughs> like. Over yet? I used to love watching tennis, just because it's two people out there doing. You know, they're just fighting each other, and it's such. It's hard work, you know. Yeah. A three set victory, which would be a sweep in the men's, that's not easy to do. But you go to five and then extended extended games after that. It's like man, it really becomes a, a, a show of endurance. I don't think there's any good personalities in tennis though anymore. That's like you got, uh, you know, Roger Federer, who's older than dirt. He's still out there. He's an interesting kind of guy. But then you got, you know, there's nobody else. Djokovic, or whatever the heck his name is, uh, the Spanish guy. He only, only wins on clay. Nadal. Yeah, and he, you know he's just kind of a. Eh. And there's also no good American players. So I think the sport has definitely suffered here. We don't have any. We don't have like the uh, John McEnroe or Jimmy Connors or even uh, Pete Sampras or some of those other guys who were really good at representing, uh, you know, uh, the U.S. in some of these competitions. So to me, I just I haven't I haven't watched it in, since probably the '90s. It's definitely something you'd have in the background while you're washing dishes or something or vacuuming. That's that's what tennis is to me. You know what I mean? It's, I, de- I definitely. It definitely lost its luster for me, especially when you know because of the Naomi Osaka thing. Because I really feel for her. We'll be right back. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com/slash innocuous bastards. Find us on Twitter as at innocbastards, or follow our blog at innocuousbastards.wordpress.com. Email us at innocuous.bastards at gmail.com. Feels, it feels like they think that they're being put upon now. Well, like I was telling uh, Peach before you uh, got here, I went to Trader Joe's right before I arrived, and I would say 95% of the people in the store were wearing masks. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't, even though I'm fully vaccinated. And I, like, I, have, I always carry some bandanas with me, so I could put something on if I was being coerced or getting some sort of grief about it but it's like I'm vaccinated I feel like not that that makes me completely incapable of transmitting something or getting something but I've done my part okay and that's the best failsafe we have so as far as masks I okay you can wear I'm not saying nobody I'm saying not saying you don't wear a mask I just don't choose to use one right so and that may be a little different up here. I, f- I feel like there's more mask adoptance, adopt, what's the word? Adoption uh, than, yeah, than st- other places in the state. I feel like people here are a little more socially giving uh, in that sense. Of like, yeah. I'm going to look out for other people, too. Down there, it's more like everybody for themselves. Yeah. yeah well, I, it may be even more so. You maybe even got to that. It was it's the one over here, right, near the studios. Yes. Yeah, that one is even probably more of one of those places where <laughs> it might be preachy about it. Like, that's the thing is because I it's been what three weeks since we I think so got together last, yeah. and I don't know if the mask restrictions got lifted or eased. Yeah. I think they were pretty much gone, gone the last time. Now it's just recommended, which I mean, why even bother to me? I mean, I don't know. I mean, the rates are back up. 
They are back up to where they were at its highest peak. Among the unvaccinated. Yeah, well, but a lot of those are kids. And so, uh, you know, kids are, are also spreading that too. So, I mean, that's, that's, that's the issue is can we get to that next point of, like, as soon as I know it's, it's safe for Jackson, we want to go get Jackson vaccinated. Absolutely. Get him uh, jacksonated. Get him jacksonated. Hell yeah. Hashtag jacksonation. Yep. Yep. We got to do it. I just think that's that's the only way to get rid of the virus is to get everybody vaccinated. I thought that we had 70% in this damn state oh, or something. Well, it's Yeah. And so to me, the fact that the numbers are so high, I guess either illustrate the real infectiveness, or no, that's not the right word, uh, trans, the transmissibility of this particular variant is so high that it's just get, it will get everybody now for sure uh, if you're not vaccinated, or whether there just weren't as many people as we thought that were vaccinated. Well, yeah, I mean, that's what I'm hearing is that this has now become a pandemic for the unvaccinated. And it's scary, uh, especially right now when the rates are high and the hospitalization rate is so high. Like, oh, there's yeah. places that are sort of maxed out. And this is the whole point we went back about to wearing yeah. masks, getting vaccinated, was to prevent this surge <clears throat> of everybody having the problem at the same time and the healthcare system not being able to keep up with it. And I, I think, again, this folks will make this argument. It's like, well, the death rate is really low with this. That's one of the sort of things I, I end up hearing. And it's like, its death rate is, is low because people are able to get the care they need. Yes. When it becomes overwhelming of the system, that's when the death rate's going to skyrocket. Right. And that's what we're trying to avoid. And it's just, it's so hard to communicate this with people. They want a mental out. They want a mental out. They want a mental out. They want a mental out for having to comply or to do the things that are necessary to prevent the spread of this. So it's you people just <laughs> get vaccinated. Just do it, okay? It's good. It's get fun. The vaccine. It's like you know. Do you uh, the are any of you f- afraid of needles particularly? I don't like needles. No. You don't like them, but he has lots of tracks in his arms. I got tattoos, so you're not too bothered. <laughs> I'm not bothered by needles. Either. I was not bothered whatsoever by needles. It, like the shot that I got, both of them were like I barely nothing. Yeah. Like a mosquito bite 20 minutes after you get it is way worse. I got a boner as soon as I got my shot. I mean, that's how much, that's how much I enjoy needles. We well, think that was just because you get the bonus uh, shot. That's was that just extra pressure something. put yeah. in your system, like a little hydraulic action? <laughs> I felt extra pressure down there, you know yeah. what I'm saying? <laughs> no, vaccines are fun. <laughs> no. They're not fun. They're not fun. But they're not... It's like the <coughs> tiniest needle you could possibly imagine in a part of your arm where there's not a lot of nerve endings. It was nothing. It really was nothing. So fear of a needle, get over yourself. I mean, come on. Like You can't mentally rationalize that this tiny little thing that's going to go in your skin for a, a split second and that's you're afraid of this. I don't think that's the reason why people are doing it, though. It's The reason why is because they feel... It's a personal. I hear, I hear it's a personal choice. Yeah. It's a fucking personal choice. I, I just want to slap people when I hear that. It's like your fucking personal choice is fucking up our shit. So get on board with it. 
So you're fucking person. Do all your personal choices that just affect you personally. Do that. Do do that shit. Not getting the vaccine is not a fucking personal choice. It's putting your personal choice on the rest of us, and that's what is. That's what these people don't get. And it's but, not even just Republican Democrat. There's like any fucking oh yeah, crazy factors out there. Uh, what's that Kennedy guy, the the cousin or whatever the of uh, Ted Kennedy, I think, who's out there doing it too. It's like you know people take this guy seriously. You know people are too stupid to realize what is going on. We were talking about this before ad nauseum of the lack of critical thinking. It's the reason why there's an organization for people who believe the Earth is flat. There's just too many gullible, stupid people out there. And there's just enough of them that it will affect everybody else if they don't follow suit. Well, that's like I was just going to say about like it's not just affecting other people; it's affecting people that the unvaccinated care about. Yeah, very close relations is you're affecting them, and you're choosing not to protect them in this very simple, free way of doing it that. Is again is this very small act in itself, but when you get a critical mass of people doing it, it becomes very powerful. So it's just like voting. One vote is not going to swing an election, but everybody voting is the way to you know get your desired results. So you're affecting your the people around you. This is what you're sacrificing by not getting vaccinated. Is you're exposing all the people that you love. That if something bad happened to them, and dying is not the only bad thing that can happen with COVID, okay? That's right. Yep. So you're exposing them potentially to either death, long-term debilitation, or even just momentary discomfort and potential financial problems because of having to go to the hospital. A lot of the people that maybe aren't getting vaccinated maybe don't have an insurance plan. So all of this adds up because somebody put it in your head that the vaccine is going to harm you or it's some sort of liberal agenda item that you just can't abide with because somebody that knows more about the subject of of viruses has said hey this works so you go do the stuff that you need to do your areas of expertise leave the immunology to the professionals and just do what they not do what they say but this is works for a lot of people. Let me ask you a question, and it's not like, you know, politi- politicizing is is only contingent on having access to the internet. I mean, obviously, the, the TV, you know, you know, politics plays out on TV as well, and, and newspapers and stuff like that. But if this, if COVID nineteen had happened pre internet, would we be? Would we have gotten over this? A lot quicker because there would have been so. because there would have been no disinformation misinformation spread people will not be able to spin things you know people will not have the freedom to spin things on their own i agree on that one on some extent but yeah. on the other extent there's more information out there now good and bad but i'm going to say mostly good okay whereas back then you might just say hey my pappy says i'm not going to do it the revenuers <laughs> Are coming and gonna take my still, so there's just this distrust of government. It's you know this is, goes way back. So I don't know that the internet it's inherent defi- to the country is what it is. It's just there's a like social media. Somebody posts something on Facebook like anti-vaccine that has some sort of 
point to it or some sort of little nugget, nugget. of truth it's to it. It's a hook. It's a hook. People jump on it, and now that their mind's made up. And now I'm done. I'm done thinking about it. This is my new... Because my buddy, who knows nothing about viruses, posted this little link to something. Now I distrust all vaccines. And there's too much of this. And I think there's too much of that going on. I think some of it is that there is a, now a fear of people of appearing stupid. So if they have a position on something to sort of vociferously... Uh, put that out there to all your friends and neighbors and whatnot, that becomes its own sort of show of intelligence. And I put that in quotes, <laughs> in air quotes. Uh, it's You need to have a take on it. And it, the more strident you are in communicating that, the more it affects other people and they adopt the same attitude. Whether it has any basis in truth or not is immaterial to these people. Well, and even I think you have to look out at the the waves of the flu <clears throat> back in the World War One era. I guess that was the Spanish flu, uh, even though it's not really from Spain. But it was one of those things where they did do some of the right things and they stopped doing them, and they came back. I think like for three different years, it came back just as deadly almost each each year because public officials kept making stupid decisions like having parades. And, like, we're doing the parade. I mean, it, it, the same stupid shit's been going on for so long. It's that nobody cares to look at the past. At least maybe that's what it is in this country. Is they, 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 they talk about USA, USA, but they refuse to acknowledge that our founding fathers were a lot of them slaveholders and believed in the inferiority of African Americans or Africans. Uh, they, they don't want to talk about that. Uh, they don't want to admit it. And I don't understand it because it's part of our history. So you can learn from the past. It doesn't mean that you have to do everything that you do, as, but you can learn from it. And, and that's what this country isn't able to do that other countries have. Uh, and again, we're very young still as a country. I mean, what uh, 200 and plus uh, 200 and what or how many I don't know how many years I, don't, I didn't come here to do math it's a lot of years uh, we still have a lot more maybe 250 240 yeah uh, Five. yeah and you know other these other countries that are remember thousands some of them and and so we're kind of this little infant toddler thousands who's thousands well Egypt in as I as in that area maybe not as it stands now but these countries have been there for a long, 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 long time. What's, uh, what's even, Egypt even ever Great done Britain. for the world? Yeah, That's nothing. Not nothing th it's been thousands of years since you did anything. <laughs> I'm just saying they have more experience in the world as a so to your point civilization. To your point about not acknowledging the past, I think today or yesterday, you know the Portland Winterhawks, right? Yeah, yeah. They have changed their logo to be more reflective of not basically adopting Native American imagery. So <laughs> Did they do that? I don't remember. None of that? Maybe, but... Well, that was the image. <laughs> so they've come up They've come up with a hawk image. Well, that's kind of cool. And it's it's not bad. Yeah. And it, it, it does some... There's some things in it that are... You know, like there's Mount Hood. There's the little things in the behind the eye there. It looks more like a bald eagle, but that's okay. Well, so anyway, there's like an M, or there's a W and an H 
in there for winter hawks. Anyway, it's not that bad. A is Native it? American leader came out either today like a or a cute whale or something or what's next? What's that? I don't know. <laughs> a Native American leader came out saying, "Hey, it's great that you changed the logo, <coughs> but you're not acknowledging the past racism of the previous right logo." Right. And well, it was one sense of me is yes, they're right that they're not acknowledging this and they're not sort of owning it. They're a little whitewashing it as you say but it's like you it just you can't ask for every single thing they made the change they're not talking about the sort of previous history of it it's like should you be asking for the world when you got what you need you're asking for something you want now i don't know i don't know how i feel about that yeah i don't really have any problem with native americans demanding an apology from uh all white people for how they were treated. <laughs> Let's just be honest. I mean, uh, and even reparations. I don't have any problem with rep- with the reparations. I get that I wasn't the guy that did any of these things. That's besides the point. Were you, weren't you though? I might have been. I'm fairly racist. You're from Alabama, <laughs> Arkansas. Whatever. Yeah. Arkansas. Arkansas. Not lots, your Kansas. Lots of family down in that area, and you know. So to me. I don't, you know, like the Washington football team, you're not going to hear Daniel Snyder go out there say, we apologize for having the Redskins as our logo and we're using that name for all these years. We, we understand now that it was offensive. I mean, it, it, even if you say it, you're, no one's going to believe it. Theirs so, was especially bad. I mean, talking about somebody's skin color right. with your mascot, that's, that is horrible. Yeah. If and they that, were, that's still around too long. If they were Africans, you call them the Washington Ends. Is basically what that's calling them. So it, it's just the white man's inability to think about how horrible. And it's not just the white. I mean, uh, Spanish uh, in South, in, you know, Mexico, South America. The things that the Europeans did, the colonialism, Philippines dealt with the same kind of stuff. These these countries felt that they were destined by God to rule. Uh, all of them did. You know, all of them were wrong, clearly, otherwise they'd still be doing it. But it's the stain that's still there. It hasn't been long enough. So when you say too, you say too soon, probably not. And nothing has really been done to rectify. You say, well, we're, I don't see any color now. I'm, I don't see color. All lives matter. Uh, yeah. Why do you put yourself on the other side of that and see how you'd feel about that? Or not just on the other side, but like, how has that worked out for the other folks? Yeah, they're still it's not, they're still getting fucked. It's not only Black Lives Matter, okay? That's like that's why this is so hard. And BLM has now become its own uh, pejorative for the conservatives. Oh, it's yeah. like, oh, that's that person's BLM. I don't have to listen to what this person says because I can categorize them as this thing, which as now you're not even listening to the point of what BLM stands for. You're just taking it as, this is something I don't like, or this is something adopted, this is really what it is, this is something adopted by the people I don't like. So, you know, really BLM is is a very, I think, a sort of a peaceful message. There's some things that have been co-opted, and, you know, especially here in Portland as far as protests, if they're even protests anymore, but the know. original point of BLM, I think, is a really good, valid, uh, hopeful message. And the fact that it's like anything that 
the other side can, as soon as they can slap a label on it, that label becomes the insult to them. So there's really sort of not, there's not a lot of getting through to some folks as far as making any kind of societal progress that well, doesn't I'm, affect them. And doesn't some affect don't them want at all. it. Some don't want it. And I think that's the whole, it's the lie of the, both the progressive and the, the, the conservative movement there really isn't anything like that. It's just different factions. And some people are more into the social warrior justice stuff. Which is another, that's and, another pejorative. And some people are into the uh, conservative family values stuff. So there's the social conservatism, social liberalism, and then there's fiscal and governmental. There's different types of these things. They don't all fit into the same mold. Like, I'm, I would say I'm fairly, uh, you know, socially progressive. Uh, not 100%. I'm not uh, out with some of the whack nets. Uh, fiscally. Sarah, I, I know her own. Yeah, that, that one. Yeah, whack, whack nets. Yeah. Uh, probably fiscally in the middle, I think you can do a lot. But I still think there's some things that are good on both sides. You know, there's good people on both, on both sides. He's a, a wise man's uh, analogy there. Uh, but yeah, I think you know that's where we're at, and, and that's that's what I got to say about that. Because I lost my train of thought. Well, but see, the <laughs> conservatives are just they. And I get. I think that you need to have conservatives. You need to have liberals. You need to have a force that is trying to move society forward, but also. For the conservatives, it's like, we don't want it to be too fast. And I think a lot of things have changed really fairly quickly in, in societal terms. In the last, I want to say 30 years, from about the 90s on, you know, we had the fall of the Berlin Wall in 1988. Yeah. And then I sort of felt like things started beginning more politically correct, if is one way of saying it, but more it's like respectful of non white people it's like let's bring everybody on board i felt there was a much more multicultural experience starting from the 90s on but conservative this this has happened too fast all of the trans stuff has like that just that is a big issue for them because they don't know what to do it freaked them out yeah it definitely freaked them out i think the the legalization of gay marriage certainly didn't help that them cope with what is now uh, just a different world and I think even the last 10 years looking at it even from 2012 on I think uh, maybe even 2008 when you looked at what the uh, what McCain did by bringing on and giving a voice to Sarah fucking Palin that to me was like the worst possible outcome because it gave those people a voice the 30% y yes it gave them a voice this freaking moron from Alaska um, you know, sure they 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 made fun of her, and sure she didn't really pan out because she's not really that talented. But they they thought that that was the best option to get these people. And of course, McCain did his thing, and he's like, you know, the lady. I remember there was an interview. You know that uh, Obama's a Muslim, and he's like, no, ma'am, he's not. He's not. So he was doing his part, but it was the apparatus inside of that party that was already planning on the Tea Party. At these types of people, and and now it's it morphed it's morphed into an even more evil, uh, the the Trumpers, 
I mean, it's not the the parallels are not that different between the between the Nazi Party and what Trump could have probably become if he'd gotten elected again. And I think that if you look at it, the the the, the beer house whatever riots back in the 1930s when uh, Hitler kind of had a loss but he actually sort of came out on top he went to prison he's able to write his little book and the <laughs> bestseller still I think write your little book yeah he wrote a little book in prison that's what they did back in those days uh, and then you know, the gay marriage was probably their watershed moment along with Obamacare those two items right there were like oh my god the world's coming to an end Right, it's like they you know, they demonized Obama for I don't think valid reasons. Okay, one of the ones I heard was that this is what you'll hear this he weaponized the IRS, meaning going after targeting people because of their political affiliation into getting IRS audits whatever. But what happened was is that they targeted people they, these uh, these political action committees that overtly put patriot type stuff in their name. So these nonprofits, you're not supposed yeah, to have a political. Are bad too. Yeah. You're not supposed to be any sort of political um, action with these particular things. So they they investigated them, and so the right goes, "Oh, you're weaponizing IRS," and that's all it takes to get through to some of these people is to put a phrase in your mind, and you just you just go from there. So. They've made Obama out to be some sort of overlord or something, like he's trying to come after you, when he obviously was not. He was out there trying to help people. You know, he's a community organizer. They use that as some sort of pejorative, too. But he's out there. He's trying to do stuff to help people, not to hurt people. So what is what does Trump do? Trump is a punitive. He's a punitive president. And he's trying to cut funding to stuff that they don't like. Rather than, hey, this is the will of the people, it's not. It's just your guy's in power and he's trying to fuck over your enemies. And that's all that matters to these people. Because the Republicans, you, they want to keep you stupid. That's why they got Betsy DeVos in there and, and cutting all the, They want to keep the dumb people stupid and angry. And that's how, they, that's how they develop their power. So I'm just like, I'm not... This is no way to go. But that's the same thing the Nazi party did. They did the exact same thing. They appealed to the base instincts of of people and fear. And your neighbor's different. You know, your your neighbor shouldn't be trusted. People are overcoming the border. And MS-13 is taking over. And trying to keep them afraid of a ethnicity. So you you see a Hispanic person down walking down the street, which, you know, most of the Hispanic people you're going to see are... American citizens may have been here for a long time, are contributing as much as anybody else, but because we're going to instill this fear. Makes really good tamales. Yeah, they're coming <laughs> over the border, and the rapists and the murderers, that's that's similar to Nazism, was sort of demonizing Jews, yes. and now they're demonizing Hispanics. Yep. But really, it's demonizing all people of color. Yep. And they're doing it's all the voter suppression that's going on is another sort of that's bad thing news that's right there. Like yeah. let's keep these people down that we where we want them because yeah. there's this stupid theory or fear in people's heads of white people that we're going to become the minority and they're going to come get us because of all the stuff we've done wrong. I, I know this. I know this fear is in the back of most conservatives' heads. 
that we're not there's not enough of a, us as it were i tell you i mean i know that i've already shared it in this podcast before and also in informal conversations that i've never been a political i didn't have a political i still don't have a political bone in my body i i, I don't think um and really just kind of got into it in the last four years because i wanted to make sure that you know who is no longer president but um but you know, and, and of course, I'm a far cry from from asking for communism to happen here in the U.S. But I'm tired of I'm tired of the you know the the left and the right. I'm tired of all that stuff. And I really wish, you know, maybe I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful that you know at some point, maybe not in my in my lifetime, but at some point we're going to transcend that, and it's just going to be you know everything's going to happen because it needs to happen. It's for the people. It's what you know. I don't know. Maybe that's utopic uh, thinking, but uh, I don't know. I'm just I'm tired of it because it, it is. It is all consuming anymore, especially with social media. It's all consuming anymore. I can't, I can't run away from it because even if I, you know, don't look at my phone, I'm gonna run into somebody stupid. I'm gonna run into somebody who's gonna tell me why are you wearing a mask. Who's gonna ask me why are you wearing a mask? You know, and it's it's just it's just stupid. I think if an alien invasion happened right now, where their goal was to just basically wipe out humanity, there would be conservatives that say, "Great." Because that means less liberals, and they and this is their this is the mindset of uh, not of everybody obviously, but is that liberals are now the enemies. It's not that that your opponent or that they're somebody you disagree with. It's now somebody for you to hate. Well, so I, aliens coming down, and like, okay, they want to get rid of some liberals. I'm with the aliens. Well, it kind of depends. I mean, if if the aliens are Jedi versus Sith. Does well, I'm matter? thinking more like if it's if it's like Starman versus Independence Day, then they got something there. Now yeah. there was there's an amazing episode. I always like it when I catch it each 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 year at New Year's because they run it on uh, Sci-Fi Network, Twilight Zone marathon every year. And there's one in particular. I can't remember the guy's name. I know his face. He's been in a lot of stuff. Claude something I think is his name. But there is an episode where aliens. Sort of, they, they don't. They don't. People don't know they're aliens, but they kind of land, and they can see it. It looks like a meteor, and they're like, "Oh, the town's works are kind of like, what's what the hell's going on here?" And then uh, you know, things are happening. Like the lights are, go, they're, they're doing stuff within the city to make it look like things are being manipulated or weird stuffs being happening. But it only occurs when certain people come out in the community, and then it gets from it's a community and neighborhood, just a little block or two of people to like now they're pointing fingers they're ready to kill one another because they think that they're the one responsible for doing it <laughs> and they keep coming with reasons like and then someone does get killed like when someone shoots somebody else in the episode uh, and then like all hell starts breaking loose like throughout the entire uh, little town and uh, the aliens are up on the hill of course they look like us the humans are like you know, I didn't know it was going to be something along the lines of, I didn't know it was going to be this easy, but all we thought was we just had to throw a couple things, essentially a couple wrenches into the works and just sort of let it happen. We don't have to do anything. That's how, that's how we are nowadays. Yeah. It's a brilliant episode. If you ever, I, I should probably look at the name of it one of these days, but I, I love watching that one because like, it's relevant today as it was then. <laughs> it's awesome. Well, I'm glad we didn't talk about COVID this entire episode. So, <laughs> but uh, I guess the, the ending message is get vaccinated, people. Come on. Good night.